encourage you. A wonderful life can turn someone into a terrible person. It makes you forget that there are people in the world who have problems, and this can stop you from really caring or worrying about others. So you can understand how Ebenezer Tweezer came to be one of the most selfish men who ever lived. After spending nearly 512 years without difficulty, Ebenezer had never really learned about pain or sadness. He found it impossible to imagine what those things must feel like, and so he didn't feel guilty about feeding Patrick to the beast. He thought it was a shame that he would never hear Patrick sing another song, but he didn't waste any time thinking about how horrid it must have been for the poor little parrot. Instead, Ebenezer went downstairs, all 15 flights of them. He opened one of his many refrigerators and began to make himself a beef and mustard sandwich. The bread was made with the finest seeds taken from the very tops of the Himalayan mountains. The beef and butter came from Dolly, a charming Welsh cow who had won world's loveliest udders for three years on the truck. Meanwhile, the mustard had been made using very expensive white wine and rare black truffles. It promised to be a delicious sandwich. However, before Ebenezer could take a bite, the beast rang its bell. Reluctantly, Ebenezer set down his sandwich and made the journey back upstairs. The beast was waiting in the damp, cabbagey room. It was humming a song to itself. The name the same song that Patrick had sung. As Ebenezer walked in, the beast let out another happy burp. A shower of purple feathers came floating out with it. Good evening, said Ebenezer, offering a polite nod. And good evening, Ebenezer. What a very fine evening it is, don't you think? asked the beast. Ebenezer was thinking about his sandwich and about how much he was looking forward to eating it. He hadn't given much thought to the evening and whether or not it was a fine one. I said it's a fine evening, Ebenezer, said the beast in his slithery voice. Do you agree with me? Oh yes, it's a very mustardy evening, answered Ebenezer. Mustardy? What do you th mean by mustardy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I didn't mean to say mustardy. I meant to say was... was... It doesn't matter, Ebenezer, said the beast crossly. All that matters is that it's a very fine evening. Very fine indeed. Yes, of course. The room was silent for a moment. Ebenezer was too hungry to think of anything to say, while the beast was deciding whether it wanted to be in a good mood or not. After a moment or two, the decision was made. Oh, I can't stay cross with you, Ebenezer, especially after you served me such a delicious dinner, said the beast. I'm glad you enjoyed it, said Ebenezer. It's so nice to eat something with personality, said the beast. The rusty taste of the cage was also a nice touch. Sounds like a unique flavor, said Ebenezer. It really was. Now what would you like as your reward? This was how it worked. Ebenezer would bring the beast various things to eat, and in return the beast would provide presents. Diamond chandeliers, a witch's broom, giant stuffed teddy bears, 
There was no object the beast could conjure, couldn't conjure up for Ebenezer. Oh, I would like a piano, said Ebenezer. And please could I have one of those baby grands? A pretty little one that I can carry down the stairs. Ideally one that will grow into a handsome adult grand. Well, 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 Ebenezer. I never thought I'd see the day when you'd take such an interest in music. Would you like some piano lesson books with that as well? Oh, goodness, no, said Ebenezer, disgusted by the suggestion. I'm not going to play it. I only want to put it in the front living room so that the neighbors can see. What a strange man you are, said the beast, but your wish is my command. The beast closed its three black eyes and shut its dribbling mouth. It started to wiggle its blob of a body and make a low humming noise as it moved from side to side. Then, all of a sudden, the eyes opened again. The beast stopped wiggling, stretched its mouth wide open, and vomited out a baby grand piano. The piano was slimy with dribble, but aside from that, it was perfect. It was just the size that Ebenezer wanted, and it was definitely pretty enough to make the neighbors jealous. Oh, thank you very much, said Ebenezer. He picked up the piano and mar marched toward the door. Then he turned around. Oh, I almost forgot. There's something else I need from you as well. And what might that be? asked the beast. A birthday present, answered Ebenezer. On Saturday, it'll be my 512th birthday, and I can already feel the wrinkles starting to come back around my face. I need another one of those anti-aging potions, please. No problem at all, Ebenezer. I'm happy to help. The beast closed its three eyes and started to wiggle again. But then it stopped. Is everything all right? asked Ebenezer. Oh, everything's superb, answered the beast. But I've decided to ask you to do something for me before I give you this year's potion. I want you to bring me another meal. Ebenezer sighed. <sighs> he wished he'd asked for the potion before the baby grand. I might not be able to get you another Wintlorian purple-breasted parrot, warned Ebenezer. There are only 19 left in the world now. I don't want another one of those, so there's no need to worry, said the beast. I already know exactly what I want, and it's something I've never tried before. Ebenezer found this a little bit difficult to believe, because he had brought the beast all manner of things to eat. During the last month alone, the beast had feasted upon seven pearl necklaces, an antique chest of drawers, two beehives, and a medium-sized statue of Winston Churchill. Is it something rare? asked Ebenezer. Oh, it's not rare, but it's rarely eaten, answered the beast. It's noisy, it comes in all shapes and sizes, and it's something that can be found in every country in the world. Ebenezer thought for a moment, struggling to think about what the noisy, common thing might be. He was never very good at figuring out the beast's clues. It's some kind of trumpet? 
he asked. It is not, the beast laughed, a slippery little laugh. <laughs> I'm severely allergic to trumpets. That would be the end of me. Uh, is it a poodle? Do you, do you want me to go to the dog shelter again? Asked, suggested Ebenezer. No, no, no. Uh, said the beast, laughing again. It's not an object, and it's not an animal. Ebenezer was out of ideas. He thought that Trumpet and Poodle were both excellent guesses. Let me put you out of your misery, said the beast. The next thing I want to eat is a child. A gleeful and dribbly smile slowly spread across the beast's face as it watched Ebenezer come to terms with the suggestion. Uh, sorry, but I, I think I misheard you there, said Ebenezer. I said I want to eat a child, boomed the beast. I want to know how one tastes. I want a juicy, plump little child. <clears throat> I want to gobble it up in one oozy, squishy bite. Ebenezer shifted nervously. He suspected the beast wasn't finished yet. It wasn't. I want to know what a snotty nose tastes like. Sigh, jubilee. And chubby cheeks, dirty fingernails, and knit ridden hair. The beast was breathless and sweaty with excitement. It looked at Ebenezer with furious hunger and energy in its eyes. Now, in a much softer voice, it asked, So, when do you think you might be able to bring me one? 